Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. and welcome to Rooted Deep. Uh, We're so glad that you're here. Boy, we're kind of rolling into this new year. And I don't know, Allison, how's how's the new year going for you? It started off, it started off pretty mellow, uh, but now that we're well into it, um, it's uh, something exciting about the Dominican is you get through the New Year's and the, and the, and all of the King's Day and you get trucking in a few weeks and then bam, you get two more holidays at the end of January. And so, and then you've got another okay. couple of holidays coming up in February. So sometimes the ministry doesn't feel like we can really get anything going again until almost, you know, almost February, just because there's four major holidays in, you know, so that's, yeah. so it's okay, like you so get I, your year started and then, then again, long weekend. So, yeah. and which is not bad. <laughs> and so I know you guys celebrate King's day and which we do yeah. not celebrate that in the U S so, so yeah. give us a, give us a little, a quick glimpse at what is King's day. Uh, King's Day is what we call down here. Uh, it, King's Day is what everybody universally knows as Epiphany. Uh, it's uh-huh. the end, officially end of the Christmas season. So it's 12 days after Christmas. So it's Got January it. 6th. That's your traditional 12 days of Christmas. And um, Epiphany is the, it's the, tra- it's traditionally known as when the wise men visited Jesus. So yep. King's Day here is that's when all the, that's when the children get their presents. That's when they get um, they leave a little bit of, um, they're supposed to leave a little bit of grass or hay under their bed in their shoes and the camels come eat the hay and then the Kings or the wise men leave a gift for the children. And so, okay. so, you know, so after Christmas is over, then new year's, and then all of a sudden, bam, the kids still get one more holiday before everybody goes back to school. And, it. uh, so yeah, but King's day is deaf. That's when we give the gifts. And, um, so we've got some presents, you know, we had some presents for the women, you yeah. know, and they got back to the workshop and they'll get, you know, they got their presents and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we're, we're, and, and I know it's just for kids, but sometimes you just, um, yeah, you just got to participate, right? You just got to participate. And then, like I said, like, well, at the end of January, you get, we get a couple more holidays before. So we, you know, I guess our calendar year really doesn't start to like mid, mid February. We're good. <laughs> We're all, we like to drag out a moment. We're we're we're, we're serious celebrators here in the Dominican Republic. Right. We're going to see how many how many holidays we can cram in. Well, you know, we do we have um I I guess that we get a day off in in the US because mm-hmm. of Martin Luther King Day right. or or as actually what it was officially known as as Reba Bowman's birthday. It right, exactly. That's that's because, that's where how I celebrate it. Right, because January 15th is my birthday. And so yeah. everybody I celebrate it to, with a diet coke and a trip to the driving range, really. It, and and that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it really is <laughs> that is a beautiful thing. Here we so, go. Yeah, so fun, uh fun, a little bit of a celebration. Uh right. I guess uh, we don't give gifts, but um yeah. I mean we could though, because it's my birthday and I feel it like should. maybe it's it's a good day to give it gifts. It should be celebrated. It really does. <laughs> Yeah. And so that's, I know. And so like with the Dominican, the, the president's day, the Duarte day, um, starts off a whole month 
then of Independence Day celebrations. And so then like you take your Christmas stuff down and then you wait a couple of weeks, you put your flag up, your flag's going to be out for a while, Dominican okay. flag, because um, there's a month of ce- month long celebration of Independence Day. So, okay, like I All said, right. we're, yeah, it'll probably be spring break before we really get any work done. Oh, well, well there, <laughs> there we go. Well, I'm feeling good about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we we started uh, we've started a series here talking a little bit about mm. putting our faith in action. Yeah. And we've talked about uh, you know, the life of Daniel, which I think is just such a great reflection of kind of going back and looking at the life of mm. Daniel and yeah. and thinking about Daniel um and just thinking about okay what did what did daniel's life look like as a person who was ripped away from home and dropped into a pagan country and and really the goal of the goal of his time there was to convert him mm-hmm. to be a babylonian and no longer to be a jewish man who thought like a jew acted like a jew yeah. but now to become a, a babylonian and I think, you know, as we've talked about this kind of sets us up for where we're kind of going today. Um, we do live in a very much of a pagan world. Right. Um, you know, even in the South where I am at, right. Um, we still live, you know, there's still probably when I was growing up as a kid, you would, you could go through the South and almost everybody said they went to church. Right. Yeah. Um, and almost everybody knew the words to amazing grace. Mm-hmm. And almost everybody could at least mumble through John three sixteen and right. the Lord's prayer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But today that's just not true. People don't know the words to amazing grace. They can't mumble through the Lord's prayer. And, and there's probably the majority would say, no, I don't go to church. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, as we look at things, we we're in, even in the South in the heart of the bu- buckle of the Bible belt, if you would, um, you know, we're facing a different challenges of being what Christ called us to be, which is truly salt. Right. And light. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I think just like with Daniel, um, the, his identity was, was they were attempting to just rip his identity completely off and, and, and re, you know, rebrand, if you will, rebrand, you know, Daniel into, you know, rename him, you mm-hmm. know, make him look completely different. Um, but also the, the brainwashing um, in, you know, just that kind of indoctrination, I think uh, with us, it's a little bit more um, in the society, like you said, with we, the people don't, people don't, don't uh, no longer identify with, you know, being a churchgoer or with being a Christian used to, it was like the, yes, abs, I mean, it was the first, abs, right. you know, and then now, then it was, well, what do you mean by that? Or how, you know, what are, what are you saying? Yeah. Or what, or, or what is it your, your business anymore? Um, but I, and I, and I think that's the salt and the light issue right now with us is we don't know where to where to stop and where to start like sometimes I feel like people are trying to okay I've got to I've got to be this person in this setting I've got to be this person in Mm -hmm. this in you know at work and I've got to be somebody different with my with my friends and uh and I think that was the problem Daniel uh like you said Daniel was not he was not going to be changed he would he purposed in his heart not to change not you know to stay um, mm-hmm. faithful to, to his Lord. So, and I think that's what, th- those are the principles that we need as well. 
Yeah, I would agree because, you know, even if you look at the at the full length of Daniel's story, you see that there was a lot of intimidation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't like Daniel yeah. and a lot of people wanted Daniel shut up and, and yeah. they tried to get him killed. I mean, even going to that far of a mm-hmm. degree. So I think, you know, I, I, I'm grateful that uh, we don't face that on a daily basis. Yeah. But I, what I do think, though, is that there's a real question between am i bringing light and salt Mm -hmm. which god has called that's god's called us to you know Mm -hmm. otherwise when we got saved allison god would just maybe whisk us away to planet christian or something you know because he would no longer need us here Mm -hmm. so but he but we we didn't we trusted christ and god left us here and he says specifically you know in matthew 28 and in several other passages in john he says look i've left you here to be salt i've left you here to be light i've left you here to share the good news of who I am and why I came with the world. Yeah. And so if we understand that regardless of our title at work or our location in which we live, mm-hmm. we are all called to be missionaries. Yeah. And to, and to carry, carry that message in some form or fashion, not yes. maybe not a megaphone on the side of the road, maybe uh, not, maybe mm-hmm. not a sandwich board, you know, or a big poster yeah. um, and maybe not a march, a political march, but where you, when you step into mm-hmm. somewhere, do they automatically taste that salt or they automatically see that light yeah. in, in our lives. And I think it's interesting um, I wonder if Daniel would have been a strong person if he had stayed in Jerusalem, if he hadn't been whisked away to Babylon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're not as strong when we're surrounded by everybody that's like us. Mm. I, I feel like sometimes, you know, uh, yeah, that's a thought. when it's it's just a, it's just a thought that sometimes people it's it's more comfortable to stay among all of the people who believe the same way who think the same way who absolutely it is and sometimes we need that just to kind of recharge but then again to go out and so in daniel's case he was sent i mean he he was taken captive to babylon and then Mm -hmm. he really had to decide all right, you know, I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm away from everybody that looks like me. Am I still going to, is it, is it just easier to fit in? And so many Mm -hmm. times I've fallen into that trap. Just don't say anything. It's just easier, you know, Mm -hmm. um, don't shine that light, you know? And then, uh, so I, you know, you think that you think of that set, um, that, that song, um, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine and uh, hide it under a bushel. No, you, you know, and so that's one of the things that when we look at, when we look at what our life looks like, not inside the church, not in our, you know, third pew or back row Baptist, however you want to be. Um, what does it look like, um, outside? What does it look like in, at work, at school, uh, Mm -hmm. in different settings? Yeah, I, I think there's so much to that because ironically, there were a lot of captives taken Daniel's age and mm-hmm. in Daniel's grouping. Okay. Yeah. But when you read these stories about who wouldn't bow mm-hmm. and who asked for something different, you don't hear like Daniel and the 100 Hebrew children. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you, you hear Daniel and there's three others. Yeah. So, you know, it's not. I mean, it's just not cool to go against what everybody is, what everybody's selling. Right. This is the way, this is the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, so I think for us living in this world as Christ followers, 
I think there's a couple of things if we're going to live out our faith. And I think this yeah. is a great discussion, whether I'm at work, mm-hmm. um, whether I'm in my neighborhood or whether I am just interacting in my mm-hmm. community yeah. um, and in different opportunities. And we should, mm-hmm. we should not. Can we just pause for a second and say this? If you have no friends, but Christian people and you never go anywhere, but church, yeah. I, my question is how much light and how much salt are you really being at all? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how can you get out, uh, and, and, and in influence and like you said, shine and, mm-hmm. and, and be that because again, it's not when we're all insulated in one little bubble yeah. that the rest of things are happening outside that we, you know, we cannot influence, we cannot, um, we can't control, we can't, we can't change, we can't yeah. uh, uh, just make, speak truth into, you know, into mm-hmm. a situation. We don't have that platform, especially no. if we don't have any, any, any fam, any friends that think differently from us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think this is good for all of us to just, as we kick off this kind of stepping into 2024, um, the environment's a little hostile and at times for a follower of Christ. And it's difficult sometimes to say, okay, what does that look like to share my faith? And and mm-hmm. I think we're, we're just going to kind of talk about some practical things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, Allison said it well, we're not asking you to go get a megaphone and stand on a street corner or get a huge poster board and stand on the street corner. Um, but, but, um, I think the power of influence Mm -hmm. that we can have, because here's the thing we have to remember. And I think maybe this is the lead off point for us here, Allison, a little bit. The thing we have to remember is the law, the world that acts like they have all the answers is lost and confused and seekers. Yeah. They know we we understand fully that everything they try doesn't bring satisfaction. Right. Yeah. We understand fully that every attempt at everything they do outside of Jesus doesn't bring fulfillment in their life. So when we're we're talking to people who seem to have it all together and seem to know all the answers and seem to be very defiant about what they think or believe that's different than what we think or believe, what we have to know is. These are hurting people who are really looking for and seeking for answers that they do not have. Right. Yeah. Um, And so when we flip the script a little bit and we understand the very people sometimes that intimidate the socks out off (laughs) of us are the people who actually are the one in the greatest need. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah. Then when we flip that script, then I change Mm -hmm. the way I look at those people. Right. And hopefully when I begin to look at those people, now I have a sense of pity and I have a sense of uh, hopefully the grace of God and the Mm -hmm. kindness and the love of Mm -hmm. God now began to say, wait a minute, this is what needs to be applied in this situation. Yeah. And I, I, that, that reminds me of when in John 11, when Jesus was at the tomb of Lazarus and he's looking, you know, at the crowd that's mourning and he's literally standing right there. He is the resurrection and the life. He has the answer, but he is moved with compassion Mm -hmm. because they are circuit. They are searching. They're, they're like sheep without a shepherd. And, and it's that type of, of compassion that we need you know, to continually have for people who surround us, people that we come in contact with. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's, that's kind of where we're going to start. Absolutely. Because I think all of us, if you think today is, is you're listening, um, the audience is broad enough that we know that you probably have people in your own family. Mm, 
Yeah. That have walked away from truth. Yeah. Um, we have, we have people that, um, we encounter from our past that we used to go to church with, we Mm -hmm. used to do this with, and they've walked away from truth. Yes. And so there's that layer. And then there's people we've never met before and we don't even know where they stand. And then Mm -hmm. you've got people that you work with. And these are people many times that boy, their language is pretty rough. Uh, they're, they, they lie, they cheat, they steal. And when they have the opportunity, um, all kinds of things. And we're like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I just want to hurry up and get home. Right. I just want to get out of that situation or get out of that circumstance. But what God has allowed us to do Mm -hmm. is to have a life that backs up our opportunities to speak. And I think if we had to say anything first off the gate, it would be that your life needs to back up any words that you're going to say. Right. You you know, if, if if we're over here looking like everyone else, living Mm -hmm. like everyone else and talking like everyone else, and then all of a sudden we throw Jesus around every now and then. Yeah. It doesn't match. It doesn't match. (laughs) And everybody knows it doesn't match. Right. Um, that's a, a few years ago. I was, when I was a runner, I was running. Um, and I, this, this person, every once in a while cat calling is still a thing here in the DR. And I'm, I, I try my best to ignore it, but uh, I did get cat called because um, this was back in the days when it cat calling was um, what uh, then I, I deserved a cat call, not deserved it, but you know, I looked better than I do now. I don't look oh, like I, a 48 year old okay. woman. I, so you're, you see you're what I'm cruising saying? down the street. I'm cruising down the street. I'm running. Okay. I get a, Woo! I get something and a couple right, of yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. And then, but at the same time, you know, and they, he said a couple of things and I turned around and I looked and uh, he was, he was wearing a suit um, and he was carrying a Bible and he was apparently on his way to church. And I was like, I was so taken aback because what he said and Correct. how he was, it was, it was, it was completely opposite. It didn't. Yes. And, you know, and I, I just think that's really funny because that's what, that's how we look. That's how ridiculous we mm-hmm. look when we're doing our, when we're doing our best to just fit in with the crowd. And then every once in a while, it's like, oh, you know, Jesus loves you, you know, um, that yeah, it doesn't match and, no, it- and, and it's jarring. And then it's a little ridiculous as well. Yeah, I think so. And and I think it's why a lost world mm-hmm. is not interested in listening to the church or to Christ followers. Yeah. And that's because there's been a, they've, you know, they've met a lot of people who are disingenuine. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about, oh yeah, I go to so-and-so church, blah, blah, blah. But there's, that's it. That's the mm-hmm. only distinguishing feature. I had a lady say one time and I thought, what a powerful statement. Uh, I was sharing with her uh, the gospel and on an airplane. Mm. And she said she had a friend who was a a Christian. And she said, but the only difference between me and her Mm -hmm. is that she has to get up early and go to church on Sunday morning and I get to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I want to have to get up early on a Sunday morning? (laughs) If that's the only difference. If that's the only difference. And I thought, oh my word, Mm -hmm. what a sad testimony. Yeah. So you know, so when the Lord opens up doors of opportunity for us to speak into people's lives, if our life yeah. is already, is already kind of basically uh, crushed yeah, any words we could say, mm-hmm. yeah, 
then then really what do we say right is the message confused are we confusing the message with yeah. you know with with the presentation yeah and so if we're going to live yeah. yeah i'm sorry go ahead no and so i think that's that it, if we are going to live that way sometimes you just need to back off and say okay i need to start putting things back in order before i even yes. speak don't yes. walk in and speak and then say, all right, I'm going to fix these. You know, I'll, you need to begin making those. What, what is it right now? That's not reflecting Christ. What is it? That's, mm -hmm. you know, is it my attitude? Is it my gossipy nature? Is it, you know, my, I fly yeah. off the handle. I'm impatient. What are those things that you can consistently mm -hmm. put into place to where once them, there is a message, mm -hmm. um, it ma Oh yeah. It, ma it matches, you know, that absolutely. And, so yeah, and we're not talking about perfection, so let's no. clarify that, okay? <laughs> uh, because we're not asking, oh, get your life perfect and then mm -mm. be able to share no. the gospel. No, that's not what, or be able to speak into somebody's life the words yeah. of the truth. Um, what we're saying is that you ought to, your life ought to be authentic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about living an authentic life. The If I'm going to talk about being a follower of Christ, if I'm going to say, that the Bible has the truths for your life. If I'm going to say that, you know, that Jesus is the way, then I have to believe that. And I have to demonstrate that in my own life. Uh, right. Because what I, what I find ironic is many lost people know the Bible better than saved people mm -hmm. do. Yes, exactly. And, buddy, they can quickly throw a verse back at you and say, yeah, but you do this. And doesn't the Bible say you're not supposed to do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I, and they've been, I think they've, they've been hurt before by that inauthentic, that, yeah. you know, just lack of authenticity, lack of, um, lack of vulnerability. And then, and, and also the, um, the pride that comes with, I've got my act together and you don't mm. kind of a situation. I, I think that, you know, and those, those things kind of how mm. are, what are we reflecting? Are we reflecting the humility, grace, and compassion that mm. we see um, in, in Christ and those things, those things. And if we make a mistake, do we own up and say, Hey, I'm sorry about that. That yeah. was, you know, or uh, mm -hmm. do we hope nobody sees because it's all about, is it, is it all about image right now? And I think um, when our pride gets, gets um, tied up into, we don't want to be, we, you know, that's, this is one of the things we don't want to be made fun of. We, right. we don't want to be uh, different. We don't, you know, um, we don't want to be exposed. And yeah. so we really try to have that, you know, that, that wall of whether it's, whether it's perfection or whether it's fitting in, whatever it is, mm. it's not true. It's mm -hmm. not authentic. And I think, yeah, starting with who I am and what, what is expected of me. Yeah, absolutely. I, so I, I think good that, that, you know, that's our first point is, is let's, let's pause and let's think about our own life, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be uh, our children uh, in front of our children at home, yeah. whether it be at work, whether it be in an, whatever environment that you're in um, is your life matching what your words mm -hmm. are saying. And right. if not, then we need to take a, we need to take an evaluation. We need to get in our prayer closet with the Lord and we need to get confession and we need to get repentance going and we mm -hmm. need to say, okay, I need to change some things in my life. Um, and I need to begin to ask the Holy spirit to help me yeah, so that I can be a vessel uh, for honor, uh, right. and, you know, and not a vessel for dishonor. But then I think you mentioned something that kind of leads us right into that second point. If my life is authentic. All right. And, 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 and I'm living a genuine, 
a genuinely true life, then I have to make sure that I don't I don't approach any situation or person in arrogance and mm. unkindness. Uh, you know, because I mean, I've heard people just be downright rude. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I just want to say, do you understand lost people have no incentive? That there's nothing in them that is going to help them to to be like Jesus. Right. Uh, they're not going to think like Jesus. They're not going to talk like Jesus. They're not going to act like Jesus. We're not looking to dress them up. You know, I, I've heard it my whole life. I'm not, we're not looking to, you know, you pull the pig out of the pigsty and you mm -hmm. give him a bath and you put a bow on him and he's going right back to the pigsty right. because he's a pig. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's not, you know, a show dog. Mm -hmm. And, and I think for all of us, we have to remember that when we're, we remember when we were lost. Okay. Yeah. That's not the desires of our hearts. We're not to follow hard after Christ. And so I think we have to, again, we approach people understanding this person may know nothing about Jesus. This person has no desire. They don't know what truth is. They may not even believe there is such a thing as truth. Yeah. And so now I have this opportunity because my life is intersected with their life mm -hmm. to be able to show them kindness mm -hmm. and grace yeah. and, and the love of Christ in order to give myself a platform to share the truth of God's word with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, um, but I mean, if we're coming across with scowls and our arms crossed and, you know, uh, treating people like they're the scum of the earth, mm -hmm. then that's never, that that's not what Jesus did. And it's never going to fly. It's not, it's not. And there's, and I don't, I don't know when we, when we started thinking that, and I, and I don't know if it's one of those, this is, um, we have a, we have such a huge sense. And I've heard this before as, as a justification, we just have such a heightened sense of what is right. Then when something that's not right is done, you know, is done against us, then of course we have to defend or we have to, and, and I'm I, no, I, you know, because I've even fallen into that trap. Well, it's not right mm -hmm. what they're doing to me. It's not fair what they said to me. It's not, you know, yeah. uh, driving in the Dominican, you know, it's the same thing. He's doing uh, the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, that's a, that's a very strong example of, of how, and, and we want to just defend our rights uh, to the point where we would, we are crashing into other people, but we have the right to go there, you know, and, yeah. and we do it with our personalities or we do it with our, our sense of, um, our sense of, you know, fairness or rightness or being, you know, um, being a rude customer, being a rude, mm. uh, boss at work, being, uh, you know, uh, just rude in the classroom or rude with the students. It's one of those things that, Sometimes I feel like there are, there are those of us out there and I have done this because I'm, because right is right. And truth is truth. We defend that to the point where we are rude and right. hateful. I feel yes. like, and, and mm -hmm. then the message, the message, what message were we giving, you know, right. because, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Everybody's like, oh, I like that kind of truth. That's truth looks nice to me. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's, that's where I feel like a lot of Christians in these, especially in the last couple of decades have just mm -hmm. really lost, um, lost the, the battle on this one. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's been two things that I've seen over the last couple of decades that I think are true. Sometimes the the people who are the strongest, the rudest and the loudest are the people who are actually living in sin. Yeah. Yeah. Very ironic mm -hmm. that that, you know, um, pastors who who preach the hardest about a certain topic from this right. pulpit were the very guys who were involved in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it came out on them. Yeah. Um, so sometimes that is the case. 
But I think for all of us, as we look at where is, I love this picture of Jesus as the, 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 the Pharisees and, and the rulers of the people have come and they're going to stone this woman because they've caught mm-hmm. her in the very act. Yeah. Now, come on, Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, you, you deal with women, uh, you about, you get about as close to the very act as, uh, the average as anybody else I know. Right. And so you understand probably better than most what it would mean to catch a woman in the very act mm-hmm. of adultery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and what it would look like. And you've got this woman, maybe scantily clad, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe relatively no clothes on at all. Mm -hmm. And she has been drugged out of, out of a, a location where she was having sex with a man in bed and she was drugged out of that location. And now she's laying at the temple steps with Mm -hmm. Jesus and they're saying, okay, now what? Now this is, we've caught her now. What? Yeah. And there's this powerful moment. Jesus never condones this woman's Mm -hmm. sin in no way. Does he condone what she's done? In fact, he tells her to go and sin no more. Right. But what he does is he says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. The let you who have no sin. Yeah. You cast the first stone. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us that when the woman looked up, Jesus said, woman, where are your accusers? Yeah. They were all gone because there was not one person standing there that was without yes. sin. Right. And I think what was the Lord illustrating in that moment? I think there was a lot of things happening there, but I think one of the strongest is, is that we're quick to throw stones at mm-hmm. someone else's sin and yeah. quick to want mercy with our own. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so we want to flip that. What Jesus did is he flipped that and he showed mercy to this woman. Mm-hmm. He showed grace to this woman and and I think all of us, it, in no way did Jesus condone her sin and say, well, right. that's not a bad sin. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not what he said at all. No. That's not what we're saying. But when we encounter the world in the middle of their sin, yeah, okay, it's not the time to act out like the Pharisees yeah. and let's, let's throw stones. This is a time to say, okay, wait a minute this person needs the love of Christ. They Mm -hmm. need grace. Like I needed grace. They need mercy. Like I needed mercy. Like I need mercy. Mm -hmm. And so I think for all of us to be able to, to see that through the eyes of Christ changes how I see a person right with their sin in full display in front of me, because they don't have a heart yeah. That to, is drawn away from that sin without Christ. Right. And I, I think a lot of people have um have gotten confused because they they a lot of Christians, especially in this world today, they they it's like they want to lead with the condemnation so then they can show grace. Right. You know, because they know that there's grace and mercy needed, but they want to tell they want to point out the ugly first and yep. then lead with grace instead of the other way around, because it's actually, um, it's the Holy spirit's job to convince Mm. of sin. 
Amen, it's sister. our job to show love yeah. and and pull them into where they can we can say okay now let me introduce you to the one who's going to yeah. um who doesn't have any sin you know and mm. and and so and it's being it's that being attractive nature to say i'm going to show grace mercy and love so that when this person is like wait a minute i'm there's there i'm li- i'm not living right introduce me to the person who you know and then yeah. i would say okay this is the guy that's going to tell you all the stuff that he needs to tell you i'm just here to show you love because that's what i've been commanded to do we have not been commanded to point out sin to sinners we've been commanded to point out sin to each other at times you know we're supposed to tell Mm -hmm. each other hey you know watch out there let's you know exhort here blah blah blah. but we are we've actually it's the holy spirit's job to convince the world of sin and i think that's where a lot of us have gotten confused yeah, no, it's exactly right. The Bible's clear on that, that no man comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws him. And, and mm-hmm. it's the Holy Spirit that convinces the world of their sin. Mm-hmm. And so our job really mm-hmm. is to create relationships and yeah. opportunities for those moments when we can speak into a life. Yeah. And really every every mo- every time we show grace, yeah, every time we show kindness, mm-hmm. every time we we are we do the unexpected. Yes. Yeah. Go the extra okay. mile. Yeah. Every time we do that, it, it, it's what it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're really different. Mm-hmm. And that gives us a building point, a relationship to do what? See, it, it's not, I hear people all the time. Well, you know, it, we're, it's not lifestyle evangelism. You're supposed to declare it. I agree. You are supposed to declare it, but you can't declare it. Right. If you have no relationship or no yeah. platform in which to declare it. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, so giving yourself that platform, that opportunity to declare it. And I think Jesus modeled this over and mm-hmm. over again. And yeah. he was the savior of the world. Right. You know, I mean, people came to him and they wanted to see, or they wanted to, they wanted to be healed or they wanted, they wanted something. And Jesus knew the greater need was their, their soul. Right. But he spoke into the need that they saw as their greater need Mm -hmm. as an opportunity to speak to their greater need. Right. And, and I just think, wait a minute, we really have to, uh, as we really have to be people who are saying, you know what, here's the deal. I'm going to speak into um, I want to speak into this person's life. I would love to be able to share the truths of God's word and the love mm-hmm. of Christ with this person. So what I want to try to do is I want my life yeah. to create a platform, my yeah. words to create a platform, yes. in my kindness and my through actions. love yeah. and, and, and through understanding. I want all of that to do what? To create a right. platform so that I can mm-hmm. share good news of the gospel so I can share my faith. And I think this is the third thing that we leave everybody with. There is a time that we stand for right. Yes, absolutely. There is a time when we have to speak up with our faith. We are in the moment Mm -hmm. and God gives us that door and opportunity and we need to speak up for our faith and not cower back into the the shadows. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, if you have done the first couple things we've talked about, you'll mm-hmm. actually be heard. Right. And, um, and also I feel like at many times 
once you've established that platform and established and shown grace where grace is needed. Mm. And so then when it comes time to say, okay, Hey, I, that's a line I cannot cross. Mm -hmm. There's going to be so much more understanding on the other side because there's been a lead. It's not like you've blended into the background. And then all of a sudden you take us one stand. They're like, Oh, hang on. Oh, you're this Again, yeah, your, mega, your megaphone yeah. moment, like where did you come from, right? Well, this yeah. is new, you know, yeah. you don't <laughs> want that. Um, and so I feel like, and it's, I'm not saying it's going to be easier, but right. I do feel like it will be, um, it's going to be easier for you because you've, you've taken stands for the right, but it, at the same time, it's, you do have more of a platform and there could be possibly grace on the other side to say, oh yeah, I remember you saw, you know, I, you've lived this, this matches what, uh, what your message has always been. And, and I, and I do feel like that's, that's definitely uh, something that we need to work for because we, those moments are going to happen. There's going to be times when you're asked to do something at work, or there's going to be times that you're tempted to, to cheat, uh, you know, on an exam at school, or there's going to be time, there's going to be times where a stand has to be taken at maybe a public stand, but all of this time leading up because Mm -hmm. Daniel's first test wasn't the lion's den. He didn't get, he didn't get tempted. He didn't get thrown into the lion's den as soon as he got to Babylon. It was, it was, will you eat meat or beans? That's kind of, I mean, that's basically, Mm -hmm. that was the original, you know, and he's like, Hey, but you know, and he had worked those, those things out. There were tiny tests along the way. So when it did come time to stand in front of the lion's den, you know, there, it was, it was the big test but he had, he had mm-hmm. passed all the other ones. And I think that's, that's what life is. We it don't is. go from gi- lion's den to lion's den, right? We go, right. you know, these right. daily tasks, this daily lifestyle. And that's what we're talking about. Faith and action are yep. these daily steps of good decisions to when it does come time to stand for right. It that's the next step. That's the next mm-hmm. possible you're just stepping up onto a platform. Yeah. I mean, I love how you said that. Cause I think that's just so true. It's in the daily. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's in those little decisions. You know, the Bible says in Daniel several times in several of the different chapters that God gave Daniel favor. Yeah. Uh, He gave him favor with the key that the the eunuch over the the men and he gave him favor with the king and he gave Mm -hmm. him favor with different people. And I think that, you know, God will give us favor as well. Mm -hmm. I think there's, you know, this life that's lived. And yes, there are times when there's no relationship and there's nothing Mm -hmm. Yeah. you're in this moment uh, mm-hmm. it often happens to me on an airplane or yeah. in a or in a in a somewhere in a I'm, I'm in a situation where I this is not a relationship this is just a conversation that came mm-hmm. out of thin air um and you're like okay am I going to take a stand here or not but even I'll, I'll be honest with you if my life has been demonstrated in in kindness and in love and in grace and in relationship building and in authenticity in my normal daily life. Mm -hmm. Then when I get into those, what I call those moments, pop-up moments when I wasn't expecting it, that still comes through with my life. Yeah, It still comes through in my words. Mm -hmm. Um, I still am able to say things that are grace filled and loving, even though they may be hard. Yeah. Um, And they may, we may, extremely disagree with this and and most of the time i'll be honest with you most of the time people listen mm-hmm. yeah and they're willing to hear you now have there been times when it's not been that way absolutely um but many times people are willing to listen and they're willing to hear 
Uh, I'll never forget. I was on a plane flying home from a meeting one time and uh, sat down next to this lady. And you know how it is, Allison, because you fly too. You get tired on the way home. Yeah. And you just don't want to talk to people. Right. You really yeah. don't. I mean, I know that doesn't sound very spiritual, but honestly, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, you just don't want to talk to people. Yeah. yeah. You just, you're so tired. And I was sitting there and I noticed that the lady next to me had tears rolling down mm. her cheeks and yeah. she was, you know, she wasn't sobbing, but she was, she was uh, quietly crying. And I turned and I said, you know, Hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, um, I just, uh, I just left my, I had to say goodbye to my boyfriend mm-hmm. and I thought, Oh, okay. She yeah. just saying goodbye to her boyfriend and she's yeah, sad because she's, she's leaving yeah. him. And so we start having conversations and I, I won't go into all the details, but by the middle of the conversation, what I realized is she was married and going home to a husband mm. and she had been having an affair on her husband with his boyfriend. Yeah. And there was a whole lot more going on here yeah. than just telling a boyfriend goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I looked at her and I said, you know, this is wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, uh-huh. I do. And I don't, and I'm in this. And anyway, I was, a, I was just able in those moments and, and believe it or not, because we were landing in Chattanooga, we exchanged telephone numbers and mm-hmm. for months and months and months after that was just able to try to encourage this woman mm-hmm. to do the right thing. Yeah. And, and she eventually trusted Christ. She eventually mm-hmm. did the right thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think that, you know, I think for all of us, we, we have these moments we're not expecting that, yeah. that pop up like that. And then we have all these moments that honestly, we don't think about, like you said, yeah. they're in the yeah. dailiness of life, Yeah. but people are watching our lives mm-hmm. and they are listening to what we say. And they hear our church stuff and then they see everything else and they're like, you know yeah. what? It doesn't match. Yeah. Um, and I think we're, that's not what we're called to. And so what we're trying to encourage today, I think yeah. is as we think about 24 and as we think about the return of Christ, and as we think about the, the condition of the world that we live in, we want to live out our faith in a way that we can, our life is so authentic. Mm-hmm that it creates platforms for us to share right. the truths of God's word and the good news of the gospel in a way that people will listen. Yeah. And then we leave it up to the Holy spirit for those people to actually receive mm-hmm. and to step into faith. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think this is why the two elements of salt and light, mm. to, you know, if we're talking about, and you know, if we're, if we're coming to an end of this podcast, we're talking about what is it about salt and light that is so important. And the first thing is you can't fake either of them. There yeah. is not another element that is salty. There's not, you can't fake light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, It's absolutely. authentic. The other thing is salt and light is something that everybody uses every day. Mm-hmm. And so those are the, these two elements that it's like, this is why these are the elements that God chose to say, here's what you do. It's in these real things that people are, can, can mm-hmm. see they need it every day. Everybody needs salt. Everybody needs light every single day. And so it's not, you're not going to have a salt and light moment every day. Right is salt and light. And so that's, yeah. it's in your conversation as you are going. Mm, that's what Matthew, that's what Matthew 28 said, as you are going, mm-hmm. preach the gospel um, in the, as in your daily conversation, yeah. but it's gotta be authentic. 
it's got to be daily and it's got to be, it's, it's got to be in those moments that it's, it, there's no, um, there's no other choice, right? Yeah. There's no other option. Yeah. And I think that that's such a great way uh, to kind of end, kind of bring us to a, a, to a conclusion of this topic, because I think all of us, if, as we think about this, all of us, we go into the darkness and we ought to be the light. Mm -hmm. And many times we go into a world that is left bland and is yeah. left and is left wanting mm -hmm. for, for something. And, and we ought to be the salt. Yeah. And so we want to encourage you as you, as you step into this new year, and as you begin to think about your relationships and your work environment and the people around you, ask yourself, am I authentic? Am yeah. I authentic in what I say? Uh, about my walk with Jesus and is my life match? And then am I showing grace and love mm -hmm. uh, in my moments of speaking truth? Do yeah. I have this, is my life showing this grace and love that should flow out of me as mm -hmm. I speak, as I speak truth? And then do I speak truth? You know, yeah. in the, it, when, when it comes time, um, I want to make sure that I, I, I do that. I speak the truth and I, and I look for those moments and pray for those moments that God yeah. would allow me to be able to speak into the life of another person. So, uh, you know, we want you to live out your faith in action as, as you go about th this world. And so please do that today. Take a time to do a little evaluation. And we're looking forward to continuing this conversation next week on Rudy. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.